Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Orange and Blue Blood, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Let's begin with these two eventful games the Knicks played this weekend, splitting back-to-backs at home after losing the overtime heartbreaker on Saturday to the Clippers. The shorthanded Knicks rallied on Sunday to defeat the Sixers. Excuse me, they they lost to the Clippers on uh, Saturday. They bounced back to beat the Sixers on Sunday at MSG. The team was playing without R.J. Barrett, who fell ill prior to the game. He was a late scratch um, after they went down 21 points in this game. You had a, a big, big performance from the bench. You had Evan Fournier coming in off the bench. He had a season-high 17 points, hit some monster threes in the fourth quarter. Deuce McBride chipped in 13 points. He hit a monster three in the third quarter. So uh, all-around team effort from the Knicks. And then you had your starters also, the guys that – one guy's an all-star, one guy you hope will be an all-star soon. Uh, Julius Randle, 24-9-7, and seven, you'll take that. Jalen Brunson, 21-7 and seven for him, you'll take that as well. And defense was a big key in this one for the Knicks. They held Philly to just 40% shooting from the field, 28% from three. So a wild weekend to consider they were able to get that game on a back-to-back against Philly, who's one of the hottest teams in the league coming into that game after the disaster on Saturday where they make that another kind of miraculous comeback that ends with a, a, a Nicholas Batum three-pointer at the buzzer that's entered overtime and the Knicks folding uh, in overtime against the Clippers. So, um, wild weekend. Let's talk about this game on Sunday. Tommy, how was the bench able to turn it around for New York on Sunday? Because to me, that was the big key. No question. Um, OB plus 17 in 13 minutes. Hartenstein plus 19 in 25 minutes. Fournier plus 28 in 23 minutes. And Deuce McBride, who all of a sudden is playing with a lot of confidence on the offensive end, uh, plus 34 in less than 23 minutes. Just remarkable. And we'll talk about each of their specific contributions. But I, for me personally, I just want to – I think it's important just to note um, how impressive it was to, to get this victory um, for the team, for the coaching staff deserves credit. Um, yeah. If there was, and I tweeted in the first quarter, and I thought in the second quarter, and and again in the fourth quarter, if there was ever a point in time where you you don't want to say you, you're you're okay with, but you understand a team letting go of the rope, it was last night in that spot. They yeah. were, you know, the the, the 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 Clippers game ended like nine thirty, like six o'clock. The, the Knicks game was supposed to start at six o'clock, but we had to bump right. it back because there was yeah. a duck goose NFL tournament uh, you know, <laughs> playing flag football and, 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 you know, come on a rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Anything the NFL does um, is going to get, you know, precedence over a regular season uh, NBA game. But, but that's the end of there. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. Um, six o'clock tip, you know, so they're 22 hours removed from a devastating, heartbreaking home loss in overtime to the Clippers. The Knicks are without two starters, Mitchell Robinson 
and R.J. Barrett, who was ruled out basically minutes before the opening tip um, after he threw up after warm-ups. So the three starters that were available had logged 40-plus minutes the night before. Knicks are playing the Sixers, who had won 22 of 27. That's the best record in the NBA and the second-best net rating in the NBA dating back to December. 2.30 left in the first quarter on Sunday night. Knicks, uh, this, this Philly is up 33-12. to 12. Knicks had never come back from a 20-point deficit, deficit this entire season. Um, you know, if there, again, if there was ever a time where, for a team to say, all right, this is a schedule loss. It sucks. It happens. Yeah. What can we do? Let's pack it up. Let's take this L and save our energy for the next battle. You know, um, they didn't do that. This team doesn't do that. We can fault and we do fault Tibbs a lot for his lack of X's and O's, all the other things. The one thing you can say about the Knicks since he arrived in New York is they come prepared. And there were a few yep. blowouts earlier this season, and we got them, got on them for that. But over the last few months, every single night, up big, down big, these guys compete. They fight hard defensively. Um, you know, so that's a reflection that, you know, credit goes to the bench, credit to Evan Fournier for staying ready. Um, and just this team, man, like you, you have to give them credit. Um, for, you know, again, a lot of teams, NBA is a marathon, 82 games. You play on a back, you know, a lot of back to backs. You just, you know, a lot of teams would have folded up and went home and, you know, and, and we've seen the Knicks do that from basically 2001 through 2009, you know, for, for basically yeah. two decades, we saw that night, you know, continually um this team doesn't do that huge credit um to those guys um so i just thought um from that perspective really impressive performance uh from for, from the knickerbockers yeah and in the post game you know tom Thibodeau was asked because they talked to doc rivers you know just right before tom Thibodeau came into the press room and doc rivers said that he felt like the knicks were the way more mentally tough physically tough team in that game and, you know, they act tips like, you know, do you feel like that is really a reflection on the team you're trying to build? And I thought he had an interesting comment, commentary or not just that, but also just understanding that this is a team that continues to have growing pains when it comes to closing games. And the fact that they that, you know, a team like the Sixers and Doc Rivers can look at them and say, hey, they, they, they look like a very mentally tough team. Um, it, it's part of the core. So I want to uh, play sound from Tom Tittle from last night talking just about that. Yeah, no, we have a great group of guys. And so. Uh, we have a lot of young guys that are in the rotation, so we're learning. And there's sometimes we're going to make some mistakes, but we want to learn from the mistakes and get better for the next time. So that's really the, the thing that we try to drive home, make sure the process is the right process, uh, make sure we're working the right way. We put the necessary work into getting ready to play each game, and then there'll, there'll be some ups and downs. And so... Uh, but we know it's a long season and just concentrate on, on team improvement every day. So hopefully a week from now, we're better than we are today. And look, if they're better from a week from now than they were on Sunday, then the Knicks will be in really good shape because that's a really good Philadelphia team that they beat, team that you said was red hot. And to do it without Mitchell Robinson being able to guard Joel and B for any part of the game, obviously Mitchell Robinson didn't play. Uh, Jericho Sims and Isaiah Hardenstein really made him battle. The guy lived on the free throw line because he gets every call. But still, you know, keeping them to 31 points on 6 for 16, uh, you'll take that, you know. And he made almost all his free throws. But there may be a night where he won't make as many free throws as he did in that game. So uh, that's a, a winning effort from there. You kept them under his average. The guy averages like 33 points. So uh, credit to them for that. Credit to the defense on Harden. I think they kind of made Harden purely a passer. 
which I think you got to do. You know, to me, when you're playing against the Sixers, you can't have Harden get, you know, 12, 13 assists and then add 25 points. You know, they, they really kind of kept him out of the paint, kept him from being a scorer, kept him only as a passer. And really a lot of his damage happened mostly in the first half. But we talk about uh, this bench. First of all, credit to Tid for deciding to stick with Deuce and Fournier as they were playing great. Quinn Grimes, I thought actually also was playing pretty well in this game. But Fournier had gotten so hot. And surprisingly, he started getting some stops, too. Um, he, he he was guarding Harden for stretches that fourth quarter and, and did a pretty decent job. So uh, credit to him. Obviously, he stepped up big. And Deuce McBride, again, the defense. And now the shot making, which I thought was also interesting as well because – as you noted, he's starting to shoot the ball a little bit now. You know, there was a, a long stretch for this season where he just was not making any shots. And um, one of the things Tip said also in the postgame was that the Knicks track their shooters, or all their players, um, and they're shooting during practice. So they say when they look at Deuce McBride's, you know, practice shooting numbers, they're usually really great. So he had confidence that eventually the shot would come around, which is essentially – Funny to me because as Nick fans had noted and I had noted, like whenever Deuce McBride Pride plays anywhere but an NBA court, he shoots the ball extremely well. You know, we're not at practice, but we did see him at summer league. We do see him when he plays in the G League. We did see him at West Virginia. He's typically a pretty good shooter. We don't I don't know why he struggles so much in the NBA game, but uh they, those guys that work paying dividends and Steph Evan Fournier staying a, a professional and being able to step in and, and he said he learned he was going to be playing during the, the the national anthem. That's how late it got for him in terms of uh, him getting you – no know, understanding he was going to get uh, a lot of playing time. So a really great win by those guys and big shout-outs to the bench. 100%. Um, you know, just, uh, again, the, the the staying ready, staying competitive, um, you know, is it, really part of being an NBA player. You mentioned Deuce. Final three weeks of January, he was 2 of 16 from downtown. Through three games now in February, first week of February, he's seven of nine, uh, seven of ten uh, from long range. So, um, you know, again, credit to him um, staying in the gym, staying ready, you know, keeping him, keeping confidence in himself. And, and, and it's really paying dividends um, for the Knicks. Another thing to, to point out, um, you know, we, we had kind of uh, derided some of the Knicks wins during that eight game winning streak. And, and the subsequent yeah. winning streak was, you know, it was over four teams. Last two weeks, the Knicks have beaten the Celtics, the, the number one seed in the East, the 76ers, the number two seed, the Cavs are the five seed. They beat Miami. Um, so just, you know, that, that, that is another thing that, that New York can kind of hang their hat on. Um, and also you mentioned defensively Sixers uh, coming into Sunday night, Sixers had scored more than hundred points in 29 straight games. The last time they had failed to score hundred was in November. Um, uh, the Knicks held them to 97 last night. Um, so again, just, and, and on the season, uh, New York is 20 and all when they hold the team to 108 points or less. Um, all that being said, I just one other note on, on Sunday night, uh, Sunday night's victory over the Sixers. Yeah. Every Nick fan on the planet, they didn't just think they knew New York was going to give back that lead somehow. Oh, they yeah, were, yeah. They were up nine with three minutes yeah. left. They were up 10 with two, 15 left. Every Nick fit, and the Knicks, to the Knicks tried to give it away a couple times. No, you know? yeah. It was, you know, do said to save one, you know, yeah, he couldn't get the ball across half court. Gardner yeah. style looked like a D back, you know, <laughs> tipped, tipped it back in bounds. And they, I, and it just seemed like the Knicks kind of got some lucky bounces and some lucky breaks. I was thinking, like, maybe the basketball gods wanted to reward New York for just competing so hard, shorthanded against a better, you know, more talented team. Uh, but, uh, you know, to their credit, they hung on and, uh, you know, secured the victory. 
Yeah, yeah, no, much credit to them. And I, I do want to give a lot of credit to Isaiah Hardenstein, too. Because yes. I know I mentioned him briefly earlier, but I think he had 14 rebounds in this game. I mean, that was rebound he had on uh, one of those uh, missed free throws where, you know, Embiid's there and, and Tobias is there. And he, he just muscles Tobias for the ball. It might have been the most impressive rebound I've seen from any Nick this season. I know Randall's had a couple of really graphics rebounds. But to, to me, like, when I saw him get that rebound, I was like, they're not losing this game. Because they're playing with a level of intensity and, and effort that you know, Philly is not matching right now. And I will say, like, you know, evaluating Philly, and you know, it's only we've we only seen Philly twice or three times this season, twice fully healthy with Embiid and Harden playing together. You know, a little bit of a disappointing night from them. You know, they're a team that, you know, before the season, I picked to go to the championship. So uh, to see them get up that early and then, you know, blow that lead. And then, like you said, in the fourth quarter, you talk about teams letting go of the rope. Uh, not to mention Doc saying that he felt his team just didn't show any mental toughness. Uh, they kind of let, let go of the rope, I felt like. Because like you said, the Knicks gave them opportunities to get back into that game three minutes ago, two minutes ago. And they just didn't seem kind of all there. They were, didn't seem executed. They didn't seem interested in getting back in that game. So I think a disappointing effort for Philly, for sure. The I understand Philly, you know, there there are reasons to believe that they can make a deep run and, and go all the way to the finals. Uh, Embiid is – I don't know what you do with that guy. I mean, he's just incredible. Yeah. Um, that, that Embiid Harden pick and roll is almost unstoppable. You're going to see it, it possession after possession after possession after possession in the postseason, um, you know, when the game slows down a little bit. I don't know how you stop Embiid, uh, but – I am not a Philly guy. I'm not a believer that they, that they can can you know um, give me the Celtics, give me the Bucks. Bucks are my pick preseason. I'm still sticking with them. Um, I just I, I, that's a soft underbelly. I don't trust Harden in a big spot. I don't trust Doc Rivers right. in a big spot. Um, so when you're point guard and your head coach. Um, you know, we've known about Doc Rivers. This isn't the first big lead he's blown, and he's blown a lot of big leads. <laughs> um, that is true. Harden is just aesthetically, it's just hard to watch. And I, I, I'm just, I've never been a Harden fan, especially at this stage of his career. Um, if the Sixers, if, if I'm Philly, I get Tyre, Tyrese Maxey more involved. I understand he's working his way back from injury. Um, so he's coming off the bench. Um, but if, if they're going yeah. to make a, you know, if they're going to surprise people and not even surprise people, they're a top, you know, two C, three C, whatever. Um, it wouldn't be shocking to see them make a deep run. I think Maxie's going to be a guy. Maxie and Embiid um, will take on Maxie's role will increase and, and Horn's going to give you what he's going to give you. Um, you know, he's, again, he's great, great passer, underrated passer. He's always a great scorer, um, but yeah. he's a fantastic distributor as well. Um, but again, that's just, you know, my feeling on my, I, I would not bet against the Sixers in a, um, a series against some of those other top teams out in the East. Yeah. And, and a lot of the reasons people would feel concerned about Philly kind of, you know, showed themselves in that game, despite how great they've played. And, you know, like it felt like they made some off season acquisitions that you felt really kind of improved the kind of the toughness of the team at a PJ Tucker, uh, the Anthony Melton has been a great pickup for them this season. Um, so you, you add some decent pieces there. It feels like they maybe need another scorer off the bench. Um, that's maybe why Maxi they're not like rushing him back to that starting lineup because they may feel like, hey, we can use that offense on the bench right now. Besides him, I mean, Melton was on the bench for a while, but then after that, it's George Niang really is a scorer. That's all he really got. Uh, so, so they're gonna need probably another scorer. But it, it, interesting game. I love these matchups. The Knicks play some of these top end teams, and you kind of teams that you, you expect to probably see in the second round or maybe the conference finals. You, you kind of get to see how the Knicks measure up. And the fact that the Knicks were able to find a way to get that game especially after the, the heartbreaker they, they, they had on uh, Saturday. Definitely a good win. And and, and last note on this uh, real quickly, because I, I feel like I have to play this soundbite. Um, Evan Fournier w- was asked after the game 
uh, if he felt like, you know, this is a chance because of how he, well he played, that he could be getting more minutes and more time in the rotation. He had maybe one of the funnier answers I'd heard from any Nick player in a post-game press conference. Here's Evan Fournier when asked uh, if he will be getting more playing time after this uh, big performance he had. You know, performance like that against one of the best teams in the league shows tips maybe, you know, get you no, back in there. I don't, I don't think so. I think uh, he said on his nine-man rotation, uh, it, you know, it was like a, a fun one-night stand. Uh, <laughs> and... And yeah, I mean, I, I think he said on his nightmare rotation um, and we'll see. I mean, you know, throughout the course of the season, there's always, you know, sometimes a guy is sick, sometimes there's an injury. So, you know, I'm sure I have another chance to play, but uh, I don't think he's going to change anything. A fun one night stand is what Evan Fournier called that performance uh, at Madison Square Garden against the Sixers. Um, guys, I, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I was thinking and kind of joking with a buddy on text was, the Leon Rose should have been on the phone with the Lakers or whoever and tried to trade <laughs> before the buzzer sounded in the fourth quarter. Like, just trying to, you know, like, listen, this, you could get this guy if you want him, you know? Yeah, I, I tweeted during that game. I was like, hey, everybody, 29 NBA teams. This is Evan Fournier. I know he's been on the bench, but this is what he's capable of. He could bring this on a night-in, night-out basis. You should be knocking down Nick's door to get this guy on your roster, get your guy, get this guy in your uh, in your rotation because – He's a knockdown shooter. He's a playmaker. This is what you need. So, um, so all jokes aside, though, credit to Evan Fournier for stepping up and um, and and playing a really high level. Considering when he's been put in that spot before, he's not played well. He's not giving the Knicks anything. Essentially, coming off that bench when there's been injuries and things like that. So, do it in a weird way. I almost wonder if like the fact that it was so last minute helped him because. Yeah. You have these games sometimes where, like, you know, okay, RJ's out or one of these other guys on the wing are out. He knows he's going to play. He hasn't played in a while. Maybe he gets in his head. Maybe to know right, you know, during the national anthem, hey, you're getting in the game. You just go out there and you just play. You're not really thinking so much about, like, the circumstances. It, it, I, no one asked him it because I watched his whole uh, media available yesterday, but I almost wonder if that maybe helped him because that's the best he's played in that circumstance this season. Um, and that's that was kind of the Fournier I thought that they could get when he got moved to the bench. Yes. And then they, they tried it for a little bit, and they, they did not get it. But Knicks win this one, uh, a big win for New York. And um, and it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm going to hold the question about the playoff matches when we talk about Kyrie Irving, because I do think um, one, these Eastern matches could be interesting, considering what we saw from Philly. But, yeah, what are you going to say? One other real quick thing on Sunday's game. I don't want to say that the, that the best thing to happen, you know, or the worst thing to happen for the Sixers was Byard being ruled out, but – RJ was awful Saturday night and his, his plus minus over yeah. the last like three weeks has been terrible. Worst in the NBA uh, over the last 10 games, Knicks have been outscored by 84 points um, in the 300 plus minutes. RJ has been on the floor over this 10 game stretch. Um, so again, I I'm certainly not going to say the Knicks are a better team. If RJ is sick, um, right. but a little bit less RJ led to Fournier, who was knocking down shots a little bit of a, 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 a bigger, a healthier amount of field goal attempts for RJ Grimes uh, for Quinn Grimes, who made the most of it. Um, Deuce got an extra, you know, got some extra playing time. Um, part of that was because he was playing well, and was rewarded thusly. Um, but again, uh, the RJ issue uh, is rearing its ugly head a little bit um, and he's playing, he has not been playing well. Um, so that may have worked, maybe a night off worked in his favor and it, it seemed to work in the Knicks favor last night. Yeah, it was tough because he had the, the great game against Miami and then he kind of followed that up with a stinker against the Clippers. What I will say is I did think it was interesting. We talked about this before 
you know, Tibbs went with Brunson playing with those backups, and the backups played great, as we've mentioned a bunch. And Tibbs has put RJ in that spot, and yeah. RJ against in the Miami game, he's played okay. But we talk about that plus minus, and the bench is getting killed for most of the season. Um, maybe it's, it's time for someone else to get that spot in, in terms of if it's Randall, or if it's if it's uh, if it's uh, uh, obviously you know Brunson. But that I thought was interesting. No, those guys played much better with Brunson running the show with them than with uh, with RJ. We had been asking Tibbs to stagger the minutes for Brunson right. and Randall. So one of them is on the floor to start the fourth. Maybe his hand was forced uh, because of right. no RJ, but it certainly worked well. And I, that was the key stretch of the game. Um, Nick's, uh, you know, one possession game entering the fourth quarter. You assume the Sixers are finally going to, you know, start to dominate here and, and, and put these, you know, scrappy Knicks away. Um, the, the exact opposite happens. OB three, McBride three. Fournier, a pair of threes, and then Brunson and Randall close the show. So, uh, well done. Yeah, yeah. If he, if he, if, if Tibbs makes the adjustment of moving IQ in for Brunson earlier in the first quarter, that would allow you to avoid the three small guards out there, and you can keep, um, you can keep you know, Brunson out there, and then pair him with Grimes or somebody else, and that who's out there, and you're fine. So, I think that's something the Knicks could definitely up to score for that big one. 